For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome, everyone. I am Taylor Davis, and I am joined by McKenna Kelly. And welcome to our new gymnastics podcast. Um, one thing I just realized is that we don't have an official name yet, but uh, I think, McKenna, it could be a situation like parents who don't name their kid and, until they see the baby, you know? Like, we're just right, going right. to see what feels right once we get this thing going. I love it. I had actually mentioned on my um, YouTube channel, if anyone had any suggestions for kind of any ideas to comment below. So we'll have the fans kind of reach out and see what they think we should name it to. I like that. I like that. Get get creative, people. Let us know what you think. But uh, (laughs) basically, the premise of this will be all things gymnastics. Obviously, McKenna has a ton of experience with the sport. Um, I have spent the past several years working on the sport in the television side of things. So we are going to be bringing you the ins and outs of all aspects of the sport um, and what's going on in that world. So we are excited to get this thing going and uh, bring some new light to a sport that really deserves it. Yeah, I'm super pumped. And Taylor, actually, we didn't we meet at the SEC Championships? Wasn't that kind of our first interaction? Or I mean, that's the first memorable interview I remember doing with you. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad I'm memorable. Um, I think- <laughs> no, y'all can't see Taylor, but she is the cutest, drop dead gorgeous. Oh, I mean, she's great on camera, personable. So we're you guys are in Kelly, oh, like America's sweetheart, please. Um, <laughs> clearly we like each other, everyone. So that's going to work out really well. Not I an issue here. We might have actually met first Before. at the, the preseason shoot. So again, tying in that's the television right. side. Um, each year before the college season gets going, um, we send a TV crew out to all the campuses. Um, well, for me, I work on the SEC network. So we would send a crew out to all the SEC schools and do different um, interviews and video shoots and photos and just kind of get a stock of content to utilize during our broadcast throughout the season. So I would go on the road um, and interview at least three gymnasts and the coach for every school before the season got going, uh, which was honestly one of my favorite things that I've done during my job. Uh, but that's probably where we met, I would assume. Yes, you're so right. I totally forgot yeah. about that. Just because, back. Yeah, no. And then we had, yeah, because we had a new um, lady doing that for us last year. And I, yeah, you're so right. That is funny. You were just like a baby freshman, I think. Literally. It's so weird. I'm done. It's so weird. It really flies by. They aren't right. It's crazy. All right. Well, we are going to spend today just letting our listeners get acclimated with us. Um, Obviously, I'm sure most of you know McKenna, but there's always more to learn, right? So we are going to spend some time just uh, Q&A with each other so you guys get a better feel for who we are and what we're bringing to this thing. And uh, 
Then as the weeks go on, we'll dive more in depth into some key headlines and break down the sport a little bit. So I'm going to go first because uh, typically my reporter gene kicks in pretty early. So uh, McKenna, why don't you go ahead and just kind of give us your background in the sport? What got you started? How old were you? Uh, just to give people an idea of your tie to it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm McKenna Kelly, if you guys didn't hear Taylor say that. Um, So I actually, I have three sisters. I come from a gymnastics family. Um, If you don't know, my mom was 1984 Olympic champion, Mary Lee Rutten. So um, people like to say athletics are in our genes, specifically gymnastics. Some people tend to think that an Olympic spot itself was supposed to be inherited. That's not how that works, but (laughs) you'd be surprised at how many people are like, are you going to the Olympics too? Really? It's like, that wasn't genetically passed down. No, I did not inherit that spot. (laughs) But um, yeah, so gymnastics has always been a thing in our family. I started at two years old. I finished at 22 years old. So I got 20 years under my belt. Yeah, long ride. Um, Super fun. So such a great time. Um, Learned so much, not only physically, obviously there's a lot to learn, but um, I feel like gymnastics teaches you a lot with discipline, time management, self-control. Um, a really rewarding sport in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah, my sisters all did it at one point. Um, and then we all kind of ha- made our own path. My youngest sister is a gymnast too, and she, she should be attending LSU for gymnastics. She, um, she's a senior in high school right now. Yeah, gosh, you grow yeah. up, man. My head uh, happens. It's crazy. I, so you, I mean, I'm done with college and then my 17 year old sister, or I guess she's 18 started, um, at Texas Tech this semester, so it's weird that my family's growing up. But um, but yeah, we are a very big gymnastics family. That's awesome. It's definitely in your blood. You went to um, LSU to yes. compete. Honestly, one of my absolute favorite programs to cover. I mean, there is just something about LSU gymnastics that you cannot get anywhere else. So tell me a little bit about what led to your decision uh, to go to Baton Rouge. Yeah, no, and I I can't agree more. I mean, of course, I'm a little biased. That is my school, but <laughs> but there's just something different, which is why essentially I picked LSU. They just they made you feel like family, and and I mean, being from Texas, um, that that's a pretty pretty easy drive, you know, far away enough from the family, but close enough to where if they wanted to come up or if I wanted to go back home, it was possible. But I think the biggest thing that stood out to me about LSU and and the gymnastics program is they cared about you as a person and then as an athlete. They were more interested in what you could bring to the culture, what um, how they could um, help grow you as a person, and and the education, of course, um, was a plus. So um, I think that's the most memorable thing. What really stood out to me when I was in the college uh, recruiting process. And it is tough to get better than a head coach like Didi Bro. I mean, you want to talk about the personality and the sport of gymnastics? Look oh, no further than Didi. I mean, she is just awesome. I have always loved my time covering her. What was it like, though? I, I got to assume being her athlete maybe a little different <laughs> than than what I dealt with. But uh, tell us what that was like, and and maybe some things that she taught you. 
Definitely. Uh, yeah, Dee Dee, she's a hoot, man. She is a hoot. That that woman, is. she is so strong and so um, empowering. I've never seen someone – I mean, every day she brings the enthusiasm, but it's consistent. It's not, you know, 90-10 or whatever she's feeling that day. It's, it's she expects to bring it and she expects us to bring it. So right. I think that's cool. Is she, you know, she, she expects us to match her energy and that can be tough on, on long days, but that woman brings it so we, we don't have any excuse to not bring it. Um, but yeah, of course she's a coach. She's going to get hard on us. She's going to, she's going to coach us. That's her job. But, um, she was incredible. It, it was truly an honor to, um, to be coached by her. And she still continues her tenure at LSU, one of the longest running SEC coaches in history, just really impressive. And we will, of course, dive more into the LSU gymnastics program, uh, in weeks to come for this podcast. Um, you mentioned your mom, Mary Lou Retton, obviously a pioneer for the sport of gymnastics. I'm sure there had to have been a unique balance for you as an athlete, right? Like appreciating what your mom accomplished and and who she is, but also wanting to pave your own path, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I don't think I understood the enormity of what she did uh, for the sport or just, I mean, in general, um, until I got older, until I kind of started training that elite route myself. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I really could put into perspective, you know, the training that she did and the sacrifice and the hard work. Um, and, and, you know, also her being my mom, you know, she, she cooked for us. She grounded me, made me clean my room. So, I mean, you know, she was always mom to me. So I don't think I always had that kind of idolized, uh, look to her just because she's my mom. Um, but, but she just, the way, what she did for the sport, you know, she really opened the door for, um, a whole different kind of athlete. I mean, at the time, I mean, it's called artistic gymnastics. And so you're looking at athletes like Nastia Liukin and and the the graceful kind. And my mom was not that she was the short, strong, powerful, um, gymnast. And by, by winning, she, she said, Hey, like this, this sport can be to any athlete. You know, it's, it's a matter of what you do with it. Right. I mean, did you feel any extra weight of expectation, especially when you were heading in to the college world and and it was starting to be broadcasted weekly on television and every time people announced you, they also mentioned your mom. I mean, was was there extra pressure associated with that? You know, I wouldn't say pressure. I really wouldn't. Um, I I knew I wasn't my mom. I wasn't worried about trying to be my mom. Um, I think if anything, it was more so frustrating because I knew I was making my own path. My mom was there to be my mom. um, And yet they still wanted to kind of make us a package deal. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the frustration came more from, well, if my mom's on TV, then so should, you know, Christina Desiderio's mom be on TV, you know, like that that's my mom as to her, it being her mom. So, um, but of course I understand why media did it too. That's a huge deal and it's really cool. So I understand both sides of it, but, um, no, I didn't, I didn't feel any added pressure. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like you have to kind of, any athlete will tell you, you have to ignore the outside noise and just focus on your craft. So you definitely did that well. Um, Well, last thing I have for you, kind of uh, just scratch the surface of this overarching theme that we're going to have here on this podcast. Um, You know, this is a sport that 
really it's in its height of popularity every four years, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. Olympics yep. roll in and suddenly everyone is is very hype on it. What people Absolutely. fail to realize is exactly what you said at the beginning. This is a sport that you poured your heart and soul into for 20 years of your life. It's not every four years. For these college athletes, they are committed. Their, their college life, their school schedule, everything is balanced with a sport the same way football, baseball, basketball players are, and we're inundated with those sports. And and gymnastics is just now starting to get the attention and the notoriety that it deserves. As a former college gymnast, what is your hope for the future of the sport, given the rise in popularity that we are starting to see in it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And that's something I think actively as Um, the sport is on the rise. I think actively we are trying to promote as well, you know, the retired athletes. It's funny because um, I talked to former LSU gymnasts and they always say like, man, if we had social media back in the day, you know, I wonder where we would be at now. You know, I wonder where, what kind of opportunities we could have just like, like you guys do. So I think as, um, as the popularity increases and hopefully, you know, the crowd will join in on that as well. Um, But the, the thing about the sport I think is, is so just different. Um, and I tell, I used to tell my team this every time before we compete, I'd, I'd say, look around you. There's, there's about 15 of us here. This university handpicked us throughout the entire nation. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even worldwide, we have Ruby Harold who is from England, you know, yep. so I mean, they, they scope their, their prospects. And so the fact that they picked us individually to represent something bigger than ourselves and we get an education while competing at the highest level, like that in in itself is such an honor. And um, the thing about, I think the reason why our sport isn't as popular is the thing about it is it takes, like, like I was saying of 20 years, you know, that's 20 years of my life. It's not one of the sports you can just pick up and, and make it to the college level. So I think it's a matter of, um, staying with the sport um, and growing that community in itself. And because there's so limited spots on um, on a team, that, that makes it um, a little harder as well. Absolutely. I mean, I have always told people, if you don't consider yourself a gymnastics fan, it's because you haven't watched it. All it, takes, know, yeah. all it takes is for you to just sit down and watch a meet and, and you're hooked. That's all it takes. And It's and- pretty cool. It is. Obviously, I'm biased. (laughs) We both are a little bit. But (laughs) a little bit. It's true. I mean, especially these college meets, man, they're getting to the point where, especially in the SEC, you can go to an SEC gymnastics meet and there are more fans than at a basketball game. Like, that is saying something. Yeah. No, it's funny because LSU is known for football, baseball, and gymnastics. Yep. When, when there is a baseball game going on on a Friday night, we are still able to sell out that basketball PMAC arena for a gymnastics meet oh, on yeah. the same night. Yep. And LSU baseball is is a top three in, in baseball easily. Right. So, I mean, that just goes to show, I think, I think it, you know, depends on the environment as well and what else is going on around you, but um, it's huge in Baton Rouge and I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. It's it's an awesome thing to get to witness. So I'm excited that we are going to be able to bring it a little more spotlight uh, like it deserves. Yeah. Okay, Taylor, I'm curious to know how you got into reporting and TV stuff because, I mean, obviously being on the other side of it, being an athlete, you know, I, I, I'm the one being asked the questions, but <laughs> I want to know how you got started. Yeah, you're flipping the script on me here. And it's a little sports? weird. Oh, gosh. Yeah, sorry, girl. Get used um, to it. <laughs> Let's see if I'm uh, effective as an interviewee. I'm not sure. Um, 
So I am a graduate of Auburn University, fellow SEC girl, um, and I studied broadcast journalism. I was very involved in their um, student-run station. Um, I started working for the media relations department and covering um, weekly press conferences and going to the games and, and just doing whatever I could as a student. Um, and I just really quickly knew that sports television was where I wanted um, my future to be. Um, I think all of that probably got started fairly early. I became a really big sports fan early, and I I think it was almost by accident, actually. I Really? Uh, I have one sister, and my dad is uh, I mean, a jock by definition. He loves sports. He loves working <laughs> out. Um, that was always his thing. And, uh, bless his heart. He got two very girly, uh, girls. We were, yep. we were cheerleaders, dancers. <laughs> um, I played volleyball briefly. My sister dabbled in softball, but you, you know, we were not the, uh, we were not the athletic uh, boys that you I'm sure. Weren't, you weren't boys, <laughs> bottom line. <laughs> we weren't got the that sons too. that I felt like he deserved. So I remember <laughs> oh. I could, I would like walk into the living room and he would be watching SportsCenter or a game and I would just sit down and anytime he would yell or say something, I would just, oh yeah, right. Penalty, <laughs> touchdown, like whatever. And then I... I guess I had more of him in me than I realized because the bug bit me hard. Like I became such a sports fan and I I was just so, so it kind of happened by accident, but then it actually turned out being something that I was super passionate about. Um, And, you know, part of me enjoyed the challenge of being in an industry that uh, some people are going to tell me I shouldn't be a part of. And right. uh, I, I love those opportunities. I, c- I can go toe to toe and hold my own uh, in a room full of men and have conversations about sports. And, and I love those opportunities. So uh, it all just it, it really fit my skill set. It felt fit my passions um, to be in sports television. So when I graduated from Auburn in 2014, um, the SEC network was actually launching that year um, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I took a job there and um, really kind of started on the production side of things. I learned editing and shooting and script writing and um, all the game prep that goes into a live broadcast. And then slowly but surely started transitioning my way into a talent role. And now I am a sideline reporter and host and digital correspondent and podcaster. Uh, so I've, I've kind of spread myself across uh, a variety of different aspects of the industry, um, which is what I feel like I have to offer to this podcast and gymnastics fans. Uh, I, I've really been in different parts of the sports growth, which, which has been really rewarding. That is amazing. I'm literally over here just shaking my head like no because I'm thinking about all of the work and all the things you had to learn and the obstacles you had to overcome. Yeah, you are so spot on when you say that, you know, being a being a woman and being in broadcasting and in football, like you have the odds stacked against you and you yeah. you definitely hold your own for sure. Well, thank you. It's um it's something you have to really develop. I mean, believe me, I didn't walk into my first coaches meeting and feel uh, the boldness that I should have. Right. Like that is something that you you develop over time in realizing that, 
okay, hold up. Like I, I have studied and prepped and watched mm-hmm. probably more film that's uh, than some of my coworkers. Oh yeah. And, um, and, and the questions that I ask and the input that I have is valuable. So, uh, it, it takes some time for sure, but, um, it's, it's part of my job that actually brings me some, some pride, which, which is nice. That's so cool. The only thing I would have to say is that you were the wrong kind of tiger. That's it. I'm just going to leave that at this. Well, I, what it is. I'll be honest. My mom's whole side is from Louisiana, went to LSU. Uh, I actually have pictures as a kid uh, in Death Valley in my LSU cheer uniform. All my Auburn friends hate this about me, but uh, I, I did. I was I was more brought up to be an LSU fan and, and something changed and, uh, we're Eagle forever. Something traumatic really had to have happened (laughs) because they raised you right. Oh, I always (laughs) say if it can't be Auburn, I want it to be LSU like that. It has a special place in my heart. No, you know, it's funny is every time we would go to Auburn for a competition at an away meet, um, we loved it. We loved the, the little town is, the cutest ever. We'd always walk around and go, there's, you guys have a bunch of different coffee shops and just cute boutiques. So we would always go, um, walking around, um, y'all's university. It's beautiful. I know Lexi, definitely. Lexi Priestman always said if she, if she did it any other way, she would definitely have gone to Auburn because it was just so cute. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. It's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so excited for what we're going to do with this thing. Um, we are both, really gung-ho if if you haven't picked up on that uh to give a voice to this sport and bring you perspective from a variety of different sides a former athlete someone who works in the television side and covers the sport um inside out and we'll also be bringing in some guests along the way coaches former gymnasts current gymnasts um between the two of us we have a lot of big ideas for this thing so um we are excited to get it going we are excited that you have decided to be one of our listeners. We hope you spread the word and uh, get your fellow gymnastics fans excited about this. Uh, Be sure and interact with us. We want this to be a community. So if you have any input, questions you want answered, um, topics you would like us to discuss, um, be sure and and let us know. We're both um, pretty active on social media. You can find me at Taylor Beth Davis. Yeah, and I'm at McKen Kelly. There's no A. Yeah, you'll you'll have an easy time <laughs> finding her. Don't worry. She's uh she's got the blue check, so she's a lot cooler oh, than I am. Did. But uh, oh it's my fine. gosh, I'm growing. It's fine. Um, so yeah, be sure and interact with us. Let us know what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about, and uh, we'll do our best to uh, listen to all of that. So, any final thoughts from you, McKenna? Just help us with a name, guys. And thank you so much for listening. It might be called like rambling in chalk. Honestly, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm feeling it. No? All right. It's fine. We'll- back to the drawing board. Dang it. All right, fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, we will be back next week. So be sure and schedule us in. Uh, we are excited and eager. And uh, let's do this thing, McKenna. I love it. Let's go. All right. Talk soon. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.